before we begin today's episode, we have to give our Patreon shoutouts, our patrons over at Patreon. That is Aperba, Eric Sari, Andy Herbrandt, Zach Duran, Paul Campaneshi, Rock the Green, Hanson Screen Printing, and Lauren L. Thank you guys so much for keeping the lights on and keeping those servers running. Now, Eric, cue up that music. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Alrighty then. Welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. This is your weekly dose of the Dairy State. We, of course, are your hosts as always. I am Eric. And I'm Russ. And today we are talking about somewhat of a, uh, a mystery, possibly unsolved. We're not really sure. It might be a shipwreck. Uh, but uh, this is the SS Chikora. Uh, we also have great Wisconsin music from a cool band called Dreamformer. And uh, another beer review. Of course, we've got How Many Locos. Uh, couldn't be a, a fucking show without it. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about some really, really neat stuff here. Uh, before we do that, let's go ahead and get some uh, uh, algorithm stuff out of the way. Uh, please, if you uh, haven't already... Uh, Go like, rate, subscribe. If you could leave us a little five star and a little yeah. comment, or if you want to make it real genuine, you know, uh, give us a real review. Uh, Heck yeah! Give us we some, love the feedback. Give us some cool feedback. You know, um, you can do that pretty much on any one of the sites that you listen to uh, this on. So uh, all of them sort of have their own way of doing that. And uh, hey, for uh, the the fans that uh, that are really enjoying this this thing that we do. If you want to rock some apparel or you want to get lo- our logo on some sort of piece of merch, uh, you can do so. Uh, we do have that available. Uh, and, and uh, of course, if you really want to support the show, uh, the Patreon, you could find links to all of that stuff at our website, WisconsinDrunkenHistory.com. Uh, all of the things that you need can be found right there. Oh, yeah. One-stop shop. Uh, hey, Let's go ahead and uh, jump right in. Uh, I'm dying to hear about what the hell happened here. Yeah, so maybe a bit more obscure piece of maritime lore here in Wisconsin. And we want to talk about it here on the show to preserve the memory of the passengers who disappeared along with the ship. We, of course, are talking about the Chikora or the SS Chikora, as it was commonly known. Another ship that that does not have a song written by Gordon Lightfoot, but one that shouldn't be forgotten. The Shakora was built in 1892 in Detroit by Detroit Shipbuilding Company for Graham and Morton Company, the Graham and Morton Transportation Company, and it measured 210 feet in length and 35 feet in beam. The ship was That's built. That's a big ship. It is big. It's, it's sh- ship pants. <laughs> the, the ship was built in wood and designed so that it could deal with uh, heavy ice on Lake Michigan. The ship was built at a cost of $150,000, which is astronomical for that time period. Yeah. And designed by Frank Kirby. It was sometimes referred to as the Queen Mary of Lake Michigan. Like many ships of the time, it was a steam-powered vessel, and the passenger cabin was the entire length of the ship, and made of mahogany mahogany wood. Mahogany. Hey there. Mahogany. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, that's a real hardwood over there. Mahogany. Th- that's a mahogany wood, yeah. 
She has 56 staterooms, a spacious social hall, a large smoking room, and sleeping room for up to 200 passengers. It was the largest ship of its kind with merely one smokestack. The ship was completed on June 26th of 1892 at roughly 3 p.m. when she was launched and ready for service. The ship was often used for passengers as well as freight, most commonly in the winter months. In the summer months, she ran between Chicago's Benton Harbor and St. Joseph. But in the wintertime, she ran between Milwaukee and St. Joseph's. It was on the night of January 21st of 1895 when she would set sail at 5.45 to St. Joseph's and would become her final trip and was never seen again. The trip was just like any other day, and she would be located at Shays Dock in Milwaukee, making a trip of goods. She was loaded with merchandise, paper, and flour from a late harvest of wheat from Wisconsin, and was set to reach St. Joseph's at six in a, a six-and-a-half-hour trip. Ten minutes later into the trip, a message arrived telling the ship's captain not to go as the barometer was dropping fast and conditions are not good. But it was too late as the ship had started making his journey. When out of the lake, a 45-mile-per-hour gale wind would drastically change the smooth operation the ship crew were quite used to. A red light was seen from a pier in Benton Harbor, which was believed to be the light of the Chicora. But due to the northwest gales and blizzard, both the harbors of St. Joseph's and Benton piled up with ice, making them inaccessible. While the watchers at Benton Harbor saw the light, it would eventually disappear from sight. Identifiable wreckage from the ship did not appear between St. Joseph's and Saugatuck, so everyone thought would know at that point something horrible had happened to Jacora. The crew of 25 and a passenger seemed to have just vanished. What made the pieces of the wreckage being identical were things such as a chair that belonged to one of the engineers, pieces of mahogany day <laughs> from the cabin, parts of the engine room, a silver bracket from the clerk's room, and most identical of all was a fire extinguisher with the name Chikora right on it. Gotcha. And three months after, two bottles did wash ashore with notes in them saying, All is lost. Could see land if not snowed and blowed. Engine gave out, drifting to shore and ice. Captain and clerk are swept off. We have a hard time of it. And there was another one that actually uh, swept up in Chicago, but it's unknown if that one was related or not, but it did say, say something about the Chicora on it. And there was one survivor of the ship who would later appear in the door of Solomon Cutter at Pottawatomie Park, which is roughly eight miles south of Benton Harbor. And amazing he was able to make it all due to frigid, frigid temperatures. The survivor was a Sky Terrier dog who was known to be aboard the Chikora. Gotcha. Wow. The dog was the only survivor. Wow. Pooch. Captain Pooch. Yep. Must have been made of mahogany or something. He must have had a mahogany leg or something there. <laughs> floated ashore. So the search for the ship began as they believed the dog may have only been able to swim roughly about a quarter mile to shore, leading to everyone believe that the ship would be no more than a half mile from the shore. Every lead was followed and teams went out to look for the ship, but all leads and wreckage pieces would be in vain as nothing was ever found of the Chikora. Finally, on July 3rd of 1895, months after the ship went down, it was, it was when the search for the Chikora was abandoned. And even today, the wreck has still not been found. Which is which I find nuts due to the technology and like all the sonar and divers yeah. we have now today that it still has not been found, and um, I don't know, just another piece of Wisconsin lore and legends that we had to feature because, I mean, nobody's ever heard of the Chikora, right? Yeah. Gordon Lightfoot did not write a song about this one. No, and and, um, I mean, it it's just it's crazy because it's this unsolved thing that uh, nobody can really explain at this point. I think everybody kind of understands it what happened. It did probably sink. It sank, it sank, but it's, you know, it's like uh, you kind of want to get to the bottom of it, you know? 
It didn't. Um, it didn't fall into the Great Lakes Triangle or whatever. Oh, and geez. some UFOs got it. Some uh, we're going weird here. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. But I mean, this <laughs> doesn't sound like it, right? It seems weird, you know. Uh, and at this point, I, I mean, with the technology that we have, like you said. Uh, how have how have you not found it yet? You know, I mean, a ship that large, yeah. especially you know, um, two hundred feet long, almost. You know, and, and it was made out of mahogany. Mahogany, so. day. <laughs> it was a hardwood, eh? So I mean, that I mean, you don't think that that would completely, you know, um, uh, go away underwater right. even after no. that many years? I think you'd still be able to find uh, large sections of this down there. So. And like previous shipwrecks, it's, it's crazy that nobody knows about these, you know what I mean? Like, especially for great Lake shipwrecks, these are some of the larger ones, like the larger ships that went down and, you know, somebody call Gordon Lightfoot and tell him to get on this. Cause there's a lot of shipwrecks that need to be, uh, have yeah, some we songs, need songs here. We need some songs to remember them. Huh? Maybe Dave Matthews can get in on this too. You think Dave, <laughs> There's a shipwreck and it sucks. <laughs> Somebody. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm not a DMB fan, but I still appreciate the uh, memories. Just so. somebody. Somebody write a song about this thing. But yeah, just another shipwreck in Wisconsin. And uh, before we move on to the music segment, uh, can we take a couple seconds to uh, salute the uh, members that did die and uh, cheers? Yeah, absolutely. Our- and the Sky Terrier who uh, who survived. The Sky Terrier. He's made of hardwood. All right. So today's music segment is uh, a really cool band that I wanted to feature and a project that I had been waiting for some time. I mean, I had yeah. had many uh, conversations with uh, Eric about his little solo project. Uh, this is Eric Bertraw. He's uh, uh, also in the band Brave You, which we featured uh, a couple times or uh, just once. In the Fish Fry episode, I think. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, tremendous music. Uh, he's a great musician. And as soon as he told me that kind of what was what was being conceived uh, in his brain of like this idea of doing some sort of like synth pop, uh, really, really cool, uh, sort of dreamy type, you know, music, yeah, definitely synth, more electronica, you synth know? wave and, and like arpeggiation. Like, it's, yeah. it's cool, cool song. And and he, he partnered with uh, uh, the uh, one of the other members from uh, Brave You as well. That's Noah Snyder uh, to work on this thing. And. Uh, what came out of it is uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, the the single that uh, was off of that was called Runner, uh, which is what we're going to play for you today. It's a very cool song, uh, very catchy. And I agree. When when the the uh, drums kind of kick in and the song really opens up, um, it's just really cool because the the way that it starts just builds and it's just this. Uh, uh, really, really cool, like you said, arpeggiated, uh, awesome piece of music. So yeah, this is uh, uh, Dreamformer, and the song again is Runner. This city's calling my name at the top of its lungs, and I answer. Cold concrete walkways lead us to a heart in the center.
Former uh, Eric Bertra and Noah Snyder making some sick ass music. Uh, I I just I encourage everybody to go check it out. Um, and it, it's it's absolutely cool. And I, I've I've honestly I've never really uh, uh, disliked really any of the stuff that all those guys that we went to school with have come out. I mean they're just so good at music. So yeah, um, very cool. And I believe all that stuff was probably recorded right at Stillwave. Uh, in Milwaukee and probably part of Halloween Records. I mean, uh, all of these people uh, are are very close friends of ours, and uh, we couldn't say enough good things about Still Wave and Halloween Records and Brave You and Telethon and Dreamformer. All these guys are are solid dudes and and make some really cool music. Let's go ahead and talk about 
our next beer in our Milwaukee Loves series. Uh, this one looks to be from New Barons, uh, who we've had on, We've the had show. on the show, actually, which is and, great. And uh, the LGBT uh, community as well. Yeah, and this one is called the Milwaukee Loves Pride. And this one is a Belgian Blondale um, coming in at 6.6% uh, ABV. And, uh, yeah, this one, like Eric said, it is from New Barons Brewing Co-op and uh, MKE LGBT. And yep. what can I say, man? You love who you love. We love the LGBT community. We have a lot of friends who are in the yeah. LGBT community. Like, you love who you love, brother. So let's cheers to that real say, quick before we sip this sucker. Yeah. Dude. Cheers. Respect it just due to everybody that, um, you know, treat everybody with kindness and fairness, and that's it. You know, Love's love, man. Be a good person. So, um, but you, this is really, really a, a cool collaboration. Um, and, and, and uh, I mean, the beer itself, uh, Belgian Blonde Ales are solid. They're I mean, always a good choice for brews. And this one's a little on the higher side of uh, the, the ABV. Yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. And it's really good. I mean, you're getting that Belgian flavor right away. And I don't know if they use like a beet sugar, but you're getting that Belgian taste like right off the bat. I mean, it's got that little bit of creaminess that uh, you don't have with some other beers. Yeah. You're getting the sweetness probably from the added beet sugar is what I'm guessing it is. Just a clear, clear, crisp, golden blonde color, obviously, for the blonde ale. See-through. Yeah. I mean, this one went through some clarity, for sure. Oh, like for sure. A, a tower that just helps separate out some of that yeast and everything. Because this beer is just solid clear. I can see straight through the glass. Yeah. Just a really good foaminess. You're getting that Belgian t- malty up front, which is just great. Yeah. This is, a uh, uh, again, just another solid beer uh, for this uh this Milwaukee Love Series. Very happy with it uh, at this point. Yeah, and I, I love that all the communities have come together along with the breweries just to kind of support the everyone for who they are. You know, no matter what color your skin is, no matter how, who you love. What your sexual preference is. Yeah. Or just who you are as a human uh, should matter most. And uh, It's one thing we support here very at the pod. Cool. Yeah, be you. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, you're born with what you got, man. I mean, like, hey, I don't, I'm not freaking a Dirk Diggler, dude. I have an average American White Jones. You know what Jeez. I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? You do? Like, I'm saying, like, we're just an average dudes. Like, we're He's just... not made out of mahogany. I don't... I'm not a dirt diggler, dude. I don't got a 30 or 30... Uh, I, that's why I buy the sausage links from Clemens. So, <laughs> a little, little smokies. <laughs> little smokies. <laughs> little cocktail sauce, Jay. But no, this beer is just Very phenomenal. Cool. And if you can find the six-pack, please support the Milwaukee community and grab this thing. Because yeah. these beers have been phenomenal, man. I mean, yeah. just amazingly crafted. All local breweries, all local everything. So definitely check it out. Again, this is the Milwaukee Love Series. This one was a Belgian ale, the Pride, Milwaukee Loves Pride beer. So go and check that one out. You know what? This one thing would pair with pretty much anything. I mean, it's so neutral in flavor. Fish fries and... uh, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, let's piss this guy off. Fish fries and cheese curds. Any other kind of fries, too. Um, Yeah, yeah. No, this one would be really good, you know, with um, steamed vegetables. Beef stroganoff. Beef stroke. No, steamed vegetables and like a lighter thing, I think would a go salad? really well. Yeah, I think it'd go really good. Kind of that like clean crispness, kind of to match the beer's cleaning crispness. Yeah. So, yep, go and check that one out. And uh, Eric, don't you dare hit that sound pad because uh, we got some of my clips of my uh, little things I do here on our soundboard. <laughs> so, without further ado, here's our How Many Loco segment. Grab a seat, gather around, join us for a chat. How many logos you have? All right, folks, you know what that means. Eric, why do you hit that every time, man? Uh, It's a terrible freaking soundbar. So we got another hometown hero from our small little Elkhorn, Wisconsin here, and uh, this guy's a doozy. He's doing the Lord's work. 
This guy is uh, a real uh, neato. Uh, I'm guessing he doesn't go to church, to be honest, but I'm yeah. just throwing it out there. So, so Janesville police say a man was arrested for OWI fifth offense after speeding. The Cinco. Yeah. And uh, so the officers say that this individual was speeding in the 4400 block of Wilden Court. Uh, he showed signs of impairments and failed field sobriety testing. Uh, the 35-year-old man was arrested for OWI fifth offense. And here we go with the other laundry list of uh, accomplishments this man the, has. Oh, A.K.A. the Elkhorn cocktail. Yeah, here it is. Possession of cocaine, possession of THC, possession of drug paraphernalia, obstructing an officer, criminal damage to property, and a probation violation. Oof, this guy was already in some dirt. Dude. Yeah. Oh, Basically, man. somebody's just using his beanbag as a fucking speed bag. Just <laughs> And uh, so this guy's going away for uh, a little bit. Uh, this is now uh, his second felony OWI. So uh, yeah, he's yeah. definitely going to be in for 10 years. I mean, I would imagine at this point. And uh, I mean, with all of those additional adders, uh, I mean, this fine is multiplied and time and uh, times uh, uh, on the offenses are probably going to go up as well and multiplied. So. This guy is a train wreck. Yeah, so you think he's going to Rock County to pick up some of the uh, blow that he's been seen with? Well, it looks like he'll probably serve time in, in Walworth County Jail because I believe... or He's being held, but oh, I'm guessing... He's being he's, held at Rock County, but... Yeah. So, I mean, we don't have a lot of information yeah, here. Yeah. I mean, the fifth offense, OWI, operating while intoxicated, doesn't give us if it's liquor or uh, cocaine. So I think we kind of got to do some math here. This is their first cocaine... Yeah, this is definitely a... a Which local is pretty much cocaine, right? I mean, it feels like he's probably drinking, driving, uh, he's snorting and driving, he's injecting and driving, he's doing everything that you can possibly do. (laughs) Um, He's fully loaded. Like you said, it's it's literally the the old uh, county seat cocktail there. Oof. yeah, I, I mean, I have uh, I have a slight figure. Uh, I mean, I don't even know where to go, but I do. I guess I'm just gonna kind of go generic on this one because I don't really have a lot of information. He's not blackout drunk. No, he's so I don't think he's above the 16. So I'm gonna. I yeah. think I got a number here. Do you want to yeah. go on three? Yep. Three, two, one, eight, twelve. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking a little higher. I mean, he, he obviously got pulled over, so he's probably pretty impaired. Yeah, whether right, it's, right. Whether he's like hopped up on the cocaine, whether it's the THC dragging him down into the dirt, or whether it's yeah. the liquor swerving. I mean, he got picked up. Yeah. So I think I think that we can meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah. What are you thinking? Like a ten loco? Yeah, let's slap a ten. He's going off for the DAs with the fifth with the fifth offense. This is a cinco, right? Yeah. Oof. Yeah, not good. Not looking good for him. Uh, but <laughs> not looking good, good for him. No, looking good for us because uh, he was featured on our wall of cool as uh, a really neat individual. Ten loco, God's work. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.